Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Warning, this Bleach podcast features many spoilers from the upcoming anime arc, Thousand Year Blood War. So if you've not read the manga or you do not want to hear spoilers for the upcoming arc, viewer discretion is advised. Hey, what is up, you guys? Welcome back to Bleach Boys number nine. We are finally out of the fillers. We're moving into the canon. We get Good. to see this episode, the creepy Orihime stuff. Grim Joe comes back for a second time, and Orihime leaves and goes to Huecamundo. So that's what we have to look forward to this time. If you don't remember a lot of what happens or how that happens, we got you guys I'll covered. I'll fill you in. Oh. So starting off, very first episode, we're coming out of the filler, which was a hit or miss if you don't, didn't see the last episode. I think it was just garbage, right? Some of it was good. The Kendo episode yeah, was the good. Kendo episode Did was you good. really want to like? Would you, is the Kendo episode worth all the other ones? Yeah. yeah. Well, no. No. But <laughs> I say <laughs> that was a quick. Yeah. <laughs> watch the Kendo episode and then just you know skip okay. skip skip okay. forward. Skip skip skip. skip. So we see Okiora and Yami. They arrive to a room with Aizen. So we kind of get an all star cast here. And there's some other Ronkar there. I think one of them is Hallible, but they haven't ever shown her. You just kind of get to see her from the back. And like it a looks silhouette like, or just the back of her It looks like Hallible, but I, they probably haven't decided to make Hallible an actual character at this point. I think point. it's actually the pain shot you're talking about from Naruto. It's just No, but pain. she's not blacked out. Like oh, She's like yeah. actual like a no, person, I'm, but they just don't acknowledge her at all. I'm just going off the spiky here. It's probably pain. <laughs> sure, sure. So uh, Aizen is standing in front of a, uh, a guy. He's kind of wrapped in bandages, kind of like kneeling on the ground. Aizen says that the Hogyoku will awaken exactly when the Soul Society expects it to, so oh. kudos to them. Oh, nice, nice, But nice. there is a secret that he doubts even Urahara Kisuke knows about who created the Hogyoku. When a Hogyoku in a dormant state with its seal removed is joined with someone who possesses twice the spirit energy of a captain. Okay, so that's oh, how strong so Aizen is at this point. that's how strong he is right now. Okay. Wait, so is this exposition coming from a dude that's wrapped up in bandages? It's coming from Aizen. From he's Aizen. kind of explaining uh. what he's about to do. He's uh. a smart man. Yeah. Uh... He says, uh, for a very short time, its full power is suddenly released as if the Hogyoku were completely awakened once again. So you can kind of like overclock it pretty much for like got a little you. bit. Uh, so you. this does bring up um, a lot of plot holes for me. Uh, he says a Hogyoku, which would imply the existence of multiple Hogyokus. He probably said the. Okay. Yeah, you Good know, point. I'm just taking notes here. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But he seems to know an awful lot about it. Yeah, he true. really does. But you do kind of find out later that it's like you know he kind of stalked Urahara a lot, so yeah. he was a little bit of a creep. Somebody's watching me. <laughs> <laughs> so he then does use the Hogyoku, um, and it kind of lights up and sh- shatters the bandages around this person who was on the ground. And this is where we get the first time ever. I don't remember it being this is early. Wonder we see Wonder Wise. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had uh, no recollection of us seeing him so early on. Yeah, but I remember it's, it's he Wanderwise. was introduced early, but I don't remember um, why. Aizen then asks Okuhara if he remembers the order that he gave him a month ago. So this is a long time coming. Mm. Um, and then he's like, it's now time for that, and I'll give you choice. Take whoever you want with you. Aizen goes to leave the room, stops, and goes like, oh, do you want to go too, Grim Joe? And then like uh, that's kind of the setup for the episode. I remember man. that because he's, like, he's, yeah, like, he's, he's leaning up against like, the wall. Pissed. He's not happy. He's so. got the one arm. So does Yami have his arm cut off yes. still? Uh, Yami got no. Yami got his Yami's, arm back. Okay, yeah. oh. because Okiora brought the arm oh. back with him, and, and then right. they had it resealed, and, and he, he said, killed the person that fucking resealed it for him. Oh, so, that's right. 
you know, eh, eh. dick move. Yeah, it's Yami. So we get to see Ichigo. He's still training with the visors. He hasn't made much improvement because he can only wear his mask for just over ten seconds. I and do that's remember that after yeah. training for a whole month at this point. So wow. So really, it seems like there was a time skip in between the fillers because the last time we saw Ichigo um, was kind of right before the fillers, and that's when they saw Okiura show up during the last kind of filler episode mm-hmm. where Uraha ran into him, and now it's a month later. Weird. So. Shinji says that they still have two months left before the Hogyoku awakens. So not a lot of time left, but still a little bit of time left to try and hurry up and get Ichigo ready. Kudos. If we think about it in context, Ichigo gets fucking powerful in those two weeks. Oh, yeah. Like, fucking powerful. Well, spoiler alert, he doesn't get those two months. So he gets even more powerful even quicker. Yeah. Wow. Because we cut to Ukitake now, who is sipping some tea. And then we do actually see, I don't know if you guys remember what we talked about in the last episode, Rukia and Orhime are in the Soul Society training. Oh! So it is true that she is not in the real world yeah. when Okiora went there. She's in the Soul Society. Wow. And Ukitake, just being kind of a cool dude, he's talking about how happy he is that Rukia has finally found a friend. Oh, I remember uh, this. Is, they're sitting by like a hill, right? Yeah, like and they're like hill? in a pit. Is like, he not yeah. talking to Kiraku? He's talking to Shuei. Oh, yeah. 69, 69 guy. guy? Yeah. yeah. I remember this yeah. so yeah. vividly. So Shuei comes off as a little bit of a... Um, I don't know what you would. I want to say prick? racist, oh. but it, I don't think that's the right term because he says Ukitake's like, "Oh, I'm just glad she found a friend," and she always like, even though she's she's a human, like that's a bad thing, like with a bad connotation. And then Ukitake, fucking awesome dude, quickly is like, "Hey, you shouldn't talk like that." It's like, "Come on, man, come on, it's 2020." Yeah, <laughs> and then he says, "Who knows? They may one day become Soul Reapers once they pass to the Soul Society, oh. so they really do have a second life." Oh, that's pretty that's badass. Cool. So they get to have all of this fun as a human, and then go on to the Soul Society, possibly become a Soul Reaper as well. I would love like a like a spinoff, like Joey for Friends, but uh, the previous lives of all the or Soul like Reapers. a Five Ds where it goes like way into the future, you know, mm. like after everybody's already dead. But they're still kicking it because now they're just soul reapers. That would be kind of cool. That's kind of sick. It's like they're dead in the real world. Like, oh, Ichigo Kurosaki passed. And he's like, hey, what up? It's like soul reaper now. Gang, gang. So Ichigo has soul reaper powers now. Mm -hmm. Does that mean he gets even more powerful once he becomes a soul? I don't know if there is a a boost in power when he does that. I don't know if that relates. But he can definitely just become a soul reaper again. Well, isn't it just his soul that becomes the soul reaper? So that's what the whole thing is. He kicks himself out of his body. Yeah, yeah, I I think you're right then. So it's the soul that becomes a soul reaper? Yeah. So I don't think there would be any sort of power increase with him dying. I don't think he would get – he's not saying – Don't say that because you know damn well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Then we get to see the Hitsugaya squad. Ikaku, Yumichika, Rengiku, and uh, then, of course, his guy, if you need to know that as well. They're all in a forest somewhere. They're kind of trying to, I don't know if they're training, but they're talking to their swords is what they say. Where they're like trying to communicate oh, with their oh, sword to get spirit. Powerful and stuff. Um, and that's when the sky opens up above them, and we see the true gang come through. Yami, Grimjo, Wanderweiss, and Loopy. Mm, they I all appear. hate that bitch. Um, we hear the sick violin music start to play. I love and, that. And... Uh, that's where we basically kick off. Grimjo quickly looks down, and everybody else is kind of happy. It's like, oh, we good spot to come out. Like, a lot of strong people right there. Grimjo's like, yeah, the guy I want to kill is in there and takes off. Yeah, I nice. remember that. He, t- yeah. he dips He's out. like, that's a waste of time. And as he's leaving this, I think this might be the first time they show it. We get to see the scar on his back where the yeah, number where six, the six was. Is so, it Lupe or Lupe? Lupe took a spot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I hate him. He's a fucking loser. Yeah, he's yeah. an idiot. So, Lupe sees him leaving. He's like, oh, well, don't worry about him. He's not even in his spot anymore. And just like, let's him go. Yeah. Yami <laughs> looks down, and he, too, says that the guy he wants to kill isn't down there as well. He he's referring kill... to Orohara, right? Uh, he wants to kill uh, Ichigo as well because he cut off his arm. Oh, that was Ichigo who cut yeah. off? Oh, could okay, you imagine yeah, 
10 seconds. Oh, God, I got my fucking... Oh, why is everyone dead? Yeah. Hey, bro, this is the harmless <laughs> gang gang. Yeah. So Yami, being the T player he is, he's like, fuck it. He heads down, and he immediately clashes with Hitsugaya. That's who he picks. Then we see uh, the R&D department back in Soul Society. They're getting the reading that the Espada... I think they they call them Espada at this point, that they've arrived. They're going to send out alerts all around, and they basically tell everybody. It's like, hey, Espada's shown up. Ding, 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 ding. And they didn't say... I just wanted to pause here. They didn't say an Espada and an Arankar. Oh. So Loopy can eat shit. Okay. Oh, because yeah, they true. gave the call that's straight around true. for Espadas. Let's just be real. The Hogyoku Awakening is the only thing Soul Society has gotten <laughs> right this entire yeah. fucking time. Also, they didn't mention Wonderwise. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And so maybe it's like the the Spanish language, you know, where once you hit over, use the he pronoun. He yeah, uses everything. So it's yeah. like once you have an even amount of Espada, they're just all Espada at that point. Ah. Uh, so. And, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I would also say uh, I bet they haven't released Gete Kaijo. I think they do mention it's like, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and clear that. Yeah, so like, they mm-hmm. don't show them releasing it, but I think at this point they're just like, yeah, we, we, we release it. They go need ahead. to. They need to. You they, know, They need like that one guy in like that rogue cop movie that's like, this guy's actually doing good for the <laughs> yeah. force, and then he yeah. slams the button and gets fired for doing the right thing. Yeah. You're out of your damn mind. Dick. Get him out of here. Yeah, Central 46 is going to suck a dick for the most part. Kill him again. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean, Eisen did it. How did they feel those spots? I can yeah. guarantee you. Oh, uh, the one captain we haven't captured has yeah. decided to kill all of us previously. Yeah, you know, I don't really want to hi- get hired for this job. Yeah, yeah. So Yumi Chika and Ikaku, they get to pair up with Loopy. Mm. They're taking on Loopy. Wanderweiss uh, watches some birds while Rangiku just kind of stares awkwardly like, do I attack you? <laughs> it's like, what's the what's the game plan here? So then we see Ichigo. He wants to leave from training with the visors because he too senses that the Espada have shown up. And he's kind of being held down by a couple of the visors. We're like, nah, it's like, you need to stay here, dog. Yeah. It's like, there's the whole reason Hitsugai's squad is there is for this. It's like, yeah. chill. But then Shinji shows up. It's like, hey, just let him go. It's like, if he wants to go, fucking let him go. Pussy. And so Ichigo takes off. Rukia gets the alert because she's in Soul Society, and obviously she still has, like, she still knows the area, so they're like, yeah, better tell fucking Rukia. Um, she goes to head off to the real world. She's saying, uh, she's the, so it's kind of weird how Rukia has become kind of like the thinker of the group because Ishida's out of the picture. Oh, that's true. She's uh, kind the of brains. the one going, like, it just doesn't make sense as to why they're moving already. Like, she's trying to put together the pieces. And we come back to Ichigo, who immediately runs into Grimjo, like almost walked out the fucking door in the sky. He's like, oh, hey, what's up, dude? Oh, that's great, because then all the fucking visors are right there. <laughs> yeah. So Fuck he does go up. Bankai immediately. Oh, and great. if you remember, someone had previously said Bankais are only supposed to be used as last resort, supposedly. But uh, fuck? Ichigo's just popping them left and right. He doesn't give a fuck. Ichigo uh, then is like, he's like, hey, I have a question for you. He's like, what happened to that arm of yours? Ew. And Grimjo has a great line. He's like, uh, I got rid of it because uh, I only need one arm to kill you. <laughs> great. Grimjo's so good. Best character. They had a couple of really good bands in their fight, like just shit talking each other. Nothing like a fucking spicy uh, Aronkar and a fucking 16-year-old dude. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep. So Ichigo at that point is like, well, I guess I don't need to hold back. And then he summons his hollow mask. And he oh, immediately he thinks, thinks cool. to himself, I can only use it for 11 seconds tops. That's what he mm. says. So now we cut to Renji and Chad because everybody wants to know what, what are they doing? What are the boys this? doing? Yeah. They're both kind of arguing over who is going to go help out. Renji's <laughs> telling Chad, like, no, you need to stay here. Chad's like, no, I need to go help. No, we're both going to lose. Yeah. Which one of us wants to lose? <laughs> yeah. Which one wants to get their ass beat It really beat is this both time. of the characters that lose every fight. It's like, oh, who's going to go out there? Oh, God. wonder if they, like, join teams at one point. They would actually have a <laughs> they chance. They make one decent fighter together. 
Hold my sword while I release yeah. it. Oh, that would be so cool. I'm going to swing you around. <laughs> <laughs> so they're arguing, and Urahara steps in at this point. And he's like, listen, you both are too exhausted to be fighting at this point. So how about I go instead? Oh, oh the last. Oh, baby. It's like, you know it's going to be good. And that was the end of the first episode right there. That's how they end it. Urahara's oh. like, I'll go. Could you imagine like, if this damn. is started seeing actual Urahara fight? Yeah, I know. I that would have been great. Uh, next episode, we see Ichigo is officially in his hollow mask, of course, and Grimjo looks stunned by this. He's like, oh, what is that? Like, I don't, I don't Hello? get it. Hello? Ichi- <laughs> yeah, Ichigo's like, sorry, I don't have time to explain it to you because you only got 11 seconds. Yep. Teleports over to him, they clash blades, and then Ichigo does the close range Gatsuka show as oh! they clash blades. He does the Hichiko move. Laddie boy. He's actually learning. Oh, thank Still God. Still doesn't swing it around, though. No, he does not. He never does that. I can't wait till the episode you actually find out he does it. Well, he does actually do the swinging thing. He did the swinging thing when we went to save Grukia. Originally, he was standing oh, on top yeah. of the execution thing and oh, swung it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. So we see Ikaku and Yumichika, their fight. This time, he's letting Yumichika take the fight. So oh, no one thinks Kaku, 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 but this time it's Yumichika. Uh, Loopy basically turns the Yami. And he's like, hey, let me have that one you're fighting, too. These guys are too boring. Like, what, what are you doing? And he's like, I'll just release my Zanpakuto, and then I'll just take them all out. Like, it's a waste of time. Hits a guy who sees that he's about to release his Zanpakuto, which smart by him, and he charges Loopy. He was like, no, nah, I'm not going to let you do that. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, fuck that. Wait, can you remind me, sure. Loopy's dub voice is very pompous, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, uh, kind like of a little mixture kid? of... Yes, yeah, okay. like a, like a whiny, oh, no. snotty, rich yeah, kid. Yeah, okay. That's exactly. I was gonna say a mixture of whiny and pompous, but yeah, you nailed it. So yeah, like okay. his his parents are lawyers and yeah, yeah, you. like he yeah he's a bitch. Ugh. So, uh, hits guy charges him, goes bankai and attempts to stop him, but then Loopy just uh goes full release and attacks hits guy. Hits guy blocks like one of he. If you remember, I'm gonna spoil his release form here. You literally find out thirty seconds later. He just basically gets like eight tentacles like that comes off his right? back. Yeah, yeah, and he can oh. like control them and change them into like spikes or like a spear and just like you know. So wow. he tried to hit him with like a point end, and he blocks it with one of his wings. And Loopy is like, "Oh, if you think that attack you're able to block right now saved you, would you be able to stop it if it were eight times stronger?" And then oh. the smoke clears, and we see that he's got the eight tentacles, like I was saying. And he attacks his guy with all of them, making his guy fall to the ground because he got fucked up. Nice. <sighs> we see Rukia. She shows up in the real world and appears to Renji in the underground training area. And Rukia is immediately pissed off that Renji's not out there fighting. He's like, what are you doing? It's like, wait, what are you still hanging out back here? He's and not a punching he's like, bag. Oh, it's okay. Kisuke went. And Ayo. then Rukia's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh okay. okay. Let's sit down and have some tea. We go back to Grimjo, who is bleeding profusely after just that one attack from Ichigo. They fight some more. And uh, at the rare occurrence here, Ichigo is manhandling the fuck out of Grimjo, which is the oh, hollow mask on. Just absolutely manhandling him. Until Grimjo launches a Saro at Ichigo. Ichigo goes to block with a sword. He gets pushed back a little bit. Eventually, just cuts it in two. So yeah, Ichigo's yeah. pretty fucking strong at this point. Uh, but that lets Grimjo recover to let him like kind of get back up to where Ichigo was. And they begin fighting and kind of cr- clashing blades again. God, that is the slowest 11 seconds of my life. I know. Right? I know. They, they they have a couple of lines they talk to while this fight's going on. I just skip over. And it's like, it's way longer than 11 seconds. Ichigo's like... He says it's over, Grimjo, and he pushes his sword back like he shoots uh, back Grimjo and then goes to finish him with his last attack. And we and hear crack, uh, and his fucking mask shatters. Grimjo, like, doesn't skip a fucking beat. He immediately understands what that means, just goes like, huh. And then just, <laughs> just like, laughs him. Goes to him. fucking attack him, like slicing him across the chest. Oy. And this time, Grimjo gets to return the words saying it's over, Soul Reaper. And we cut back to Loopy at that point. Ugh. Which, yeah, no one cares about fucking Loopy. I, I, He's going to die anyways. I'm honestly yeah. curious. So when does the Sheeta come in? I'm really missing him. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. 
Yeah, well, I know everybody's waiting for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Loopy is taking on the three remaining Soul Reapers, so Ikaku, Rangiku, and uh, Yumichika, very easily. He's basically just spinning his tentacles around like a carousel, and they can't do shit. Oh, you know what that move is? It's called the Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> so Yami is kind of just sitting there in the sky, and he's just watching, and he's like, man, I'm bored. Like, what, what am I supposed to do Isn't here? Isn't he, like, laying? Is he standing, or is he doing that lay down? Yeah, he's laying. He's oh, just okay. having a good time. Wanderweiss is trying to catch uh, a dragonfly, oh. which he eventually does. Does and he looks like he's about to eat it. Like he's about to yeah, eat it. He, he does God, he's so pure. Yeah, which all of a sudden he's like about to bite its head off and then he perks up for a second. And then that's kind of all we get to see about that because we go back to Loopy. Everybody wants to see what Loopy's doing. He's now wrapped the three Soul Reapers up with their in the tentacles. And uh, like any good anime where somebody has a tentacle, the, he starts to kind of make oh. moves on Rangiku. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, saying how beautiful her body is, yada yada. And then he makes uh, one of his tentacles get like a spike end on the end. He's like, oh. I wonder how beautiful it would look if I was to stab you with this. And oh, so God, he, so hot. He goes to absolutely impale Rangiku there, and then we see a red beam shoot out from nowhere, cutting the tentacle. Benihim, Yeah. He's here. What up, yo? Then we cut back to the Soul Society, where Ukitake, because of the good guy that he is, if you remember, Orihime was also in Soul Society. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why, why isn't she coming? Because she couldn't go through the gate unless they stabilized it first because she's not a Soul Reaper because, you know, she's a human, yada, yada. Oh, Ukitake went ahead and did that for her. He's, oh, like, yeah, hey. yeah. He's like, I got you. It's like, I know you need to go back, so I'll sort it out. Should have just left her there. Dumb move. She, she is accompanied immediately by two um, nobody Soul Reapers because since she is a guest of the Soul Society now, they actually offer, like, bodyguard protection to come Aww. in and out. Well, They're like, cool. hey, it's like, listen, you're not evading us this time, so here's the proper way that we handle things. That's pretty cool. It's like, we'll escort you out, which was very nice. I was like, wow, that's really cool. So they're basically just running between they I think they go there to train Ichigo and his dad is where they train the little path in between the two worlds with the yeah. here. The, with the Senkai yeah. or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah. And so they're running between the two worlds and we hear what's that only two guards? And then we he follows up the Soul Society incompetence never ceases to amaze me and we get to see Okiora <gasps> pop out behind oh. them. <sighs> and we cut back to Urahara. They dead. Yes, yeah, those so, guys are just fucked. Oh, those laddies dead. Urahara introduces himself as just the man who owns a small candy store in the neighborhood. God. And says, nice to meet you. When all of a sudden, he's immediately attacked by Wanderwise. Wanderwise doesn't fucking skip a beat and, like, tries to attack He just goes uh, to Urahara. punch him, right? So, or is it tackle? I'm, he goes, like, try to, like, slice his head off. Oh, almost, yeah. yeah. I'm honestly curious. It seems dumb of Aizen to just make Wanderwise to kill off Captain Commander. Uh-huh. Like, would you think Urahara Kisuke was a bigger... I would almost feel threat. like he's the bigger threat than Captain yeah. Commander. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes and no. Captain Commander for his raw power, and then so, I, yeah, I, I would get Urahara say for his smarts. Smarts-wise, yes. Yes, yeah. he's the bigger threat. But I think after now that we've seen Urahara's Bankai, I think Captain Commander's Bankai is way, way more better. powerful. Oh, my God. I Imagine him releasing that yeah. during that fight. Way Holy more powerful. shit. But she, he, he wouldn't make – do you think Aizen treated himself as Urahara's counter? Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I would say that's fair. Aizen's just as smart. Yeah. Yeah. So Urahar kind of like blasts Wanderwise away. And he, he turns like Yami. He's like, hey, don't take this the wrong way. But uh, your friend seems to be a little odd. Oh, no. <laughs> and Wanderwise starts charging something with his hand. Like red sparks kind of start trying to come off his hand. Not a Saro. Mm. We come back to Olkiora. Oh. And Olkiora is like, yeah, it's not my nature to burst in like this. But I thought we should talk. Ooh. What a nice The line. Soul Reaper guarding Orihime immediately goes to attack Olkiora. Just one of them. And he gets absolutely obliterated. Or he may tries to get him to stop. He's like, oh, he just wants to talk. Like, stop. And nope, too nope. late. Got steamrolled. Or he may immediately doesn't waste any time and starts healing the one that just got fucked up. And she tells the other Soul Reaper to leave. She's like, please leave. It's like, you know, fuck you. And then Olkira fucks him up as well. That's like the 
fuck it like the fucked up boyfriend shows up like yeah. hey babe i just want to talk get out of here you guys know, yeah. he's gonna beat the- oh he fucking killed both of you so he fucks up both of them and then or he may just like extends her cover for both of them like and just starts healing both of them at the same time which is impressive mm-hmm. and okior agrees because he's like oh that's quite an impressive ability you possess i it. want that and he's like to heal wounds that deep he says uh come with me girl and he gives her very specific instructions here don't speak i only want to hear yes and if you don't People will die, and I don't mean you. And then he makes three screens appear behind him, showing like all the Soul Reapers in Ichigo. Ooh. And he's like, "No questions. You have no rights. The only thing you do have is the rope to the guillotine held above your friends' necks." Yeah, Yo! that's a good line. Yeah. And he continues on saying, "Make no mistake, girl. This is not a negotiation. This is an order." This is Oof. like the hottest sex scene I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Josh, please direct it. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he does give a little bit, bit more. We're coming to the very end of the, this second episode here. He says, for some, some reason, Lord by. Eisen has decided he wants your power. He dispatched me here to bring you unharmed. I'll say this one more time. Come with me, little girl. And then that's the end of that episode. Oh. So it's left in limbo there. All right, Sam. So Otaku gets big. Uh-huh. We have enough, We have our anime department. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a manga department. Sure. Yes, I Josh is in charge of the hentai department. Send me in, kiddos. Uh, cosplay porn. Yes. Oh, cosplay porn. Nice. I didn't know we were going to have that department. Uh, it's, under, sure. it's under Josh's. Make sure you tag yeah. Jessica Negri in this. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little older by the time we're famous, yeah. but, you know, it'll still be good. Okay. Next episode, we see Urahara. He gets attacked. He gets pushed back by uh, whatever Wanderweiss was charging in his hand. And Urahara is actually caught off guard by this. He's like, what was that? It's like, he's never seen that attack before. He's like, what was that attack just now? That was a first for me. And then we see a red explosion hit Urahara in his fucking back. And Urahara starts to fall to the ground, and that's when we see Yami is laughing behind him because he just fucking shot him in the back as well. <laughs> fucking and Yami. He laughs. Like, let me tell you what it is. It's a bala. Oh, so Wonder Wise knows the, how to do it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, was gonna, I thought it's, they did that earlier. No. No, I don't so think he does So a bala is a projectile spiritual energy. It's not as strong as a sero, but it's 20 like, times faster. Oh, yeah. that's right. And then right. Yami begins to fire about 50 balas down where Urahara was landing. I like the just noise like, it makes, too. It's like, boom. Yeah, just boom, go, boom, 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 boom. It's like, okay. I could have sworn that was when they first met. No. I didn't realize this it was the yeah. know what a bala oh, wow. means in Spanish? No. It means shot, like a, like a oh, bullet shot. Okay. Oh, nice. So Loopy uh, goes back to trying to kill Rangiku because she got caught again off camera sometime. We don't even get to see oh. her get caught again. He just has her back in the tentacle. A cue music? Yep. And he is gloating how he's like, oh, I hold your life in my hands. And then we see four of his tentacles suddenly become completely frozen. And it's your boy hits the guy back from the fucking grave. Oh, wow. Oh, and he, we get to hear a little foreshadowing? bit about... Yeah, yeah. We get to hear a little bit about Hitsugai's power here, which ma- he makes it sound very OP. He says, Hyoninmaru, or Hyoninmaru's power Hyoninmaru? is without limits. It will always reform as long as there is, is water around. It can be reborn a countless number of times. And then he goes, you can't win now. I've had too much time to prepare. Fact of the matter is, your resources are limited and finite. Your weapon is eight arms. My weapon is all the water in the atmosphere. I remember Jesus, this. yeah. Yep. Why do I remember everything about Lupe so much? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Fucking you love hate this spirit guy. animal. And then so as he's kind of giving his speech, he's creating a bunch of like giant ice pillars all around. And then he says, Sinin Hyoro, and turns his blade, and then all of the pillars come together and kind of basically just fucking yeah. squeeze Lupe. God, that's that's hot. Yami sees this happen, and he immediately calls Lupe a moron and says, if you underestimate your enemy, you deserve to lose. And then he'll, he starts to yell, hurry up, or, and then we see Urahara appear behind him. Noni. And he finishes the sentence saying, Lord Eisen will be mad. <laughs> Yami's I love like, Urahara. He's just a funny guy. Yeah, Yami's like, how? And Urahara's, well, I'm wondering that myself. And Yami tries to fire another ball at him, 
which hits him directly, and Yami's like, ah, fucking idiot. It's yeah. like, fucking nailed you again. LOL. But then we see Urahara appear behind Yami, this time with his uh, sword at his throat. And Urahara's like, yeah, listen, I know that attack. Thus, I can't be hit by it anymore, dude. So he says, you find this puzzling, don't you? And then he fires his red beam point blank at Yami. So he does Binahime right at fucking y- Yami, like when he has him really close. And Urahar says, in your attacks, you felt all of them connect. So you're wondering how I'm still alive. And he says, the answer's right here and pulls out a black ball. Oh, I remember. Begins to inflate it. And it's a portable gi guy. And Yami's like, what are you talking about? A portable gi guy? I've never fucking heard of that in my life. And Urahar's oh, like, now. oh, actually, I haven't told anybody I created it. <laughs> he said, it's frankly really hard to use and get it to work the way you want it to. So he doesn't think anybody except for him could actually use it. Oh, what but, a guy. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Yami goes to attack him again, but Urahara is like, you don't get it? It's like, I can't be hit. It's like, I've already told you. Doesn't he, he like, kind of tip his head down? So he stops Yami's punch with just the tip of his sword. Ooh. And he's like, yeah, listen, earlier I analyzed the ratio structure of your technique. I even analyzed the way your muscles move when you fire it. Okay. So as long as I have determined these two things, I can dodge it, and I can even match your timing to cancel the move out completely. So all we got to do is wear baggy clothes. He'll never be able to tell. Oh, yeah. Good point. So then we cut back to Ichigo, who is now on the ground panting in front of fucking Grim Joe because he's fucked. He tries to summon the hollow mask again, but it kind of just quickly fades away. At that point, oh. Grim Joe kicks him right in the fucking chest. Yeah. Ooh. Then Grim Joe teleports towards it and stabs his sword through both of his fucking hands. Oh, I do remember that because he's like laying like this, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then each and then Grim Joe starts to uh, charge a point blank Sarah pointed at Ichigo's face. Do it. And then we see his hands start to freeze, and it's any guesses? Any guesses? Rukia? Rukia. Is wow. Rukia. And she's here to save the day, apparently. No fucking Just way. Just stab her through the chest again. Yeah, so Grandview kind of turns around as Rukia is doing this, uh, her Sugi no Mai, where she, like, shoots it forward. Oh, yeah. And then she shoots the beam of ice, and it completely freezes Grimjo. Just gets him frozen in a block of ice. Rukia immediately runs to Ichigo to try to get the sword out of his arm. But she's having trouble doing it because of how hard he stabbed it inside of his hand. Like, ah. She's like, cannot get it out of there. And just then, as she's crouched down trying to uh, get the sword out of Ichigo's hand, Grimjo's hand breaks free and grabs her by the fucking head. Yeah. Calls her an idiot and then begins charging a Sarah again. Goes for round two, this time on Rukia. On her face? Yes. Yeah, he's, he's got her like this. Then we see a yellow beam, this time fly out, hitting Grimjo's hand, stopping him. Both Rukia and Ichigo have no fucking idea who this is. Like, oh, it's like, uh, I thought we were dead. It's like, I don't know who this is. That's the, the Lord voice. and Savior. And then we hear Shinji. And he's like, I just detest having to interfere in another Soul Reaper's fight, Aww. but... You were about to die, so... Yeah, Grimjo pulls his sword out from Ichigo's hands at this point oh. and goes to attack Shinji. He is the king. We see uh, kind of like three explosions pop up like around the town as they're fighting. And now Shinji's in the sky. He looks really annoyed, you know. And he's like, man, if I have to... Every time I dodge your attack, you destroy a building? It's like, it's really annoying. It's like, oh. what are you doing? Grimjo charges uh, Shinji and then Shinji just dons his hollow mask. And we get the sweet Shinji music here. The moment he puts the mask on. Yeah, that was really oh, good, Jose. That was, that was really good. Shinji basically manhandles Grimjo here. They clash yes. swords a lot, um, but he kind of just keeps pushing Grimjo back. And Shinji starts charging up his own red beam at this point. Oh, he's like, yeah, he can do it. Yeah, he's I like, sorry, he can... Aronka, you're pretty strong, so I'm not going to hold back. And then launches a fucking Sarrow at Grimjo, sending Grimjo fucking plummeting to the ground. F. Which I did not remember Shinji chat, could yeah. do Sarrow. I remember he could use it, but I didn't remember, like, to what extent. Yeah, he fucks him up because Grimjo's on the ground and, and like Shinji basically lands place, next right? to him at this point. Yeah. and But Shinji is like, wow. It's like you countered that with your own Sarah just before oh. to reduce the damage. That's pretty good. 
So Grimjo is a thinker. He's not just all like a piece of shit. Mm. Grimjo goes to attack Shinji, and this time he's saying he's going to release his on toe. That's when uh, Okiora shows up and stops Grimjo, and it's like, hey, mission completed. Time to leave. No! And that's when we see the yellow beam shoot yeah. down from the sky, the uh, classic Aizen exit, and envelop Grimjo and Okiora. Wait, wait, wait. so we cut to the other spot as they're all getting yellow beamed as well even loopy who uh was crushed in the ice you see he's fine he tells his guy to remember his face for he will be seeing him again and he'll kill him and then yami pretty much says the same thing to urahara but i don't think either of those people meet either of them again i think no well for sure not loopy yami i don't think runs into urahara ever no because he stays in uh, las noches so urahara watches them leave and then he's like i should have known and i I'm not entirely sure what he's referring to this at this point, but I assume he just figured, like, oh, they have another mission. That's why they're leaving. Like, yeah. they weren't just here to fight. It was a distraction the yeah. whole time. They're aware that Aizen's controlling the... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah they've yeah, known yeah. that since day one that Aizen was behind that. Um, as Okiora and Grimjo go to leave, we get Urahara's... Not Urahara. Okiora's inner thoughts here while kind of, like, looking down at Ichigo. And he thinks himself that there are traces of spiritual pressure in it. So it seems that he's gained a new power... But uh, Okiora is still like, is that the best he could do? It's like, if it's over, then you just don't have any means to fight anymore. And then they leave. We see Orihime. She's been left alone in the path connecting the two worlds, and she's just continuing to heal the two injured Soul Reapers back to full. We go to the next episode, and we see Orihime. She's in her apartment, and she's leaving notes on how to do the chores around the house for Rengiku and Hisukaya. Oh, rip. Because uh, she's getting ready to leave. We see she is wearing a silver bracelet. It's the one that was given to her by Okiora. No one can you guys see her, remember? right? Okay, so no one can see her, and what else can she do? There's one more ability she gets off of this bracelet. Like, she can walk through walls and yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, she can walk yeah. through walls. That's a sick-ass fucking bracelet, dude. If we found it in D&D, game over. So we get the flashback here to Okiora explaining that, and he says, Listen, you must never take it off, and while wearing it, a special type of spiritual barrier will surround you, and you'll be invisible to the outside world. Only we or Ronkars will be able to sense your presence. And then he goes, you'll find you have one more ability. While you have it on, you'll be able to pass through any physical object that exists in your world. He says you have 12 hours and then gives her permission to say goodbye to one person in that time. Uh, but he does give an asterisk to that. If that one person figures out what you are doing, then you will have disobeyed my orders. And then tells her to meet at the designated area at midnight. Aww. We cut to Hitsugaya's squad. They are back with Urahara in the underground training area kind of after the fight. Hitsugaya is kind of watching Urahara, and he's kind of noting it's like, oh, Urahara's been very quiet since the fight, and he's wondering what he's thinking exactly. Like, what is Urahara? Like, he's a smart guy. What, is he, what has he got to say? Hitsugaya asks Rengiku if she's had any luck trying to contact the Soul Society yet, but for some reason they can't get through to the Soul Society. Orihime goes to her classroom and kind of, like, stares at Ichigo's desk like a creep. Hmm. And that's when uh, <laughs> Keigo and the other friend, I think his name is, like, Mizuri, shows up. Orihime goes to The one that's always on his phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or Hime goes to hide because she still has not realized she's fucking invisible. But she knocks over Ichigo's chair. She goes to run. The two guys actually notice that Ichigo's chair is falling over. And that's when they kind of started talking. Keiko's like, isn't it weird that, like, the four chat Ichigo or Hime and Ishida, they're always missing together? It's like, yeah. And Keigo, of course, is like, they must be doing something about us. It's like, but the other friend, he's like, oh, don't get upset. And this was really sad. He goes, after all, it's like, we're not the only ones being left out. And Keigo's like, like, who? Like, Totsuki. Who Totsuki. Oh, uh, I forgot about yeah. it for a split second. That makes Orihime feel really bad because she obviously hears that because she's in the classroom. So she goes to see Totsuki, who is just getting done with, like, her martial arts training. And just as she goes to kind of, like, say goodbye to Totsuki, like, she's like, oh, I'm going to pick her for my person I say goodbye to. A soccer ball flies through her head like somebody was playing soccer and just kicked it and went right through her fucking dome. 
And then she's reminded she can only say goodbye to one person and then just leaves. So she's like, nope, actually not Tatsuki's Tatsuki. He's not, not her lover. Happen. Yeah. We see Rukia, who is trying to call Orihime in the Soul Society because that's obviously where she thinks she is. But she can't get through the Soul Society. Rukia is currently staying in Ichigo's room because uh, Ichigo looks fucked up and is wrapped in bandages. We flash back here to uh, we see he was brought to Hachi to be healed because very similar powers to Orihime. Mm-hmm. But he does explain. He says, sorry, but my ability is more of a type of time reversal. In order to use my technique most effectively, I must have precise knowledge of what conditions to reverse. Right now, Ichigo's spirit energy has been intermingled with the spirit en- energy absorbed through the Aronkar's attacks. Yeah, there's more. That's just a really yeah. long way of saying your insurance doesn't cover this. Yeah. Yep. He says, in his current condition, this is the best that he could do to kind of like bandage him up like, and set him on his way. Clear up his wounds and, and everything. he says, in order to get him through this as quickly as possible, he must be isolated. It's important that he be separated from beings like us, as in the visors, because we all have spirit energy that is very similar to that of the hollows, and it'll slow down the recovery. Thus, his advice is to take him home, let him recover there. That's the fastest way. Rukia is kind of thinking about that some more, but eventually decides that since he goes home, uh, he's safe now, and she should go and check on Orihime because she's left in the Soul Society. She goes to leave, but immediately runs into both of Ichigo's sisters who were outside the door. They were kind of like debating going in and sitting with Ichigo, you know, and seeing if he's okay. They, of course, persuade Rukia into not going to check on Orihime because they don't know that they don't know that's where she's going. Which is like, oh, please stay, have dinner, you know, whatever. And then they all kind of eat dinner inside of Ichigo's room. Rukia later that night goes down to clean the dishes and then she tries to leave again, but this time she runs into Ishin, which is Ichigo's dad. The story that was told to Ishin was that Ichigo got beat up by a bunch of bullies from another school and Rukia apologized like, oh, it's my fault that he got involved with those delinquents. But Ishin just being a fucking good guy as always and kind of knowing like because he knows. He knows. He knows. He is like, oh, what are you talking about? It's like that kid is old enough to know better and he's just glad that she's okay. I like Ishin so much. Yeah. So Rukia goes to leave and Ishin's like, hey, is like if you're going somewhere tonight, be safe and make sure you like bundle up because it's cold. And then Rukia heads out. Orihime then appears into Ichigo's room. She comes in through the fucking window because she can wow. phase through shit. Does she she can fly too? I don't know I don't how know she got how out how there, but uh, yeah, she, she came she, in through the window. Let me tell you. Woo. Crawled, so, up, crawled up on something and jumped through. Yeah. Orihime says she's decided to say goodbye to Ichigo, even though there were a lot of other people she wanted to say goodbye to. But she would get in trouble if she did say goodbye to everybody else, so she just chose him. Aw, kawaii. Orihime then realized that this is Ichigo's bedroom and gets a little embarrassed because it's the first time she's ever been to Ichigo's bedroom. I thought she'd been there before, um, like but with it doesn't, Chad and everyone. I don't think she's ever been to okay. Ichigo's bedroom. It does not stop her at this point of her having that realization of commenting how it smells like him. It had, I think the direct quote was, it has your scent. Aw. Fucking creep. So she then reaches down at this point, and she does notice, by the way, that both of his little sisters are sleeping in the room as well, because they're like they just wanted to stay close to Ichigo, so they're on the ground Aww. sleeping next to Ichigo. If she if they weren't in there, who knows what she might have done? Seriously, doesn't stop her from being a fucking perv. Because then she reaches down, she holds Ichigo's hand, and we get the uh, cream de la creme of creep scenes here, where she starts slowly raising her head down towards Ichigo to try to kiss him. <gasps> And then we get, uh, like, a nice kind of flashback montage of all the times that Ichigo and Orihime were together throughout the series. Like, mm-hmm. even going back to the first few episodes, we see, like, what Orihime used to look like. Oh, that's right. right. I forgot. Orihime then starts to cry. Her tears drop onto Ichigo's face. And then we get a long uh, paragraph here where she says the truth is that she can't bring herself to do it. She's so ashamed of herself. It's her last moment with Ichigo, and she's trying to uh, cut herself off. When I think about it, there are so many things I wanted to do. I wanted to be a school teacher, an astronaut. 
a baker. I wanted to go to a bunch of donut shops and ask for one of everything. Yes. I even wanted to go to an ice cream truck and ask for one of everything as well. Also, yes. She wishes she could have had five different lives so she could have five different careers. But each one of those lives, she would have fallen in love with the same person five different times. <sighs> Ichigo. While staring at Ichigo and then says, thank you, Ichigo. Goodbye. Aww. Starts crying. And I, I good guess. riddance is all I could say. <laughs> good riddance. Take her out. The creep. <laughs> the creep. See, I could have sworn she's like. Do you think if the sisters weren't there, she would have straddled him? I have no fucking idea. She's I a don't. creep. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I think she's just hormonal at 17 or whatever. <laughs> she's but like 16 years old. She's the same age as each I could have sworn she was going to say, hey, um, I just got selected to be a part of a movie. It's called Fifty Shades of Volkiora. And <laughs> I'm really looking I forward to it. I found someone better. Later, bitch. <laughs> Later. <laughs> so uh, to end this episode, we do get a slow zoom on the notepad that she left at her house. And I don't know the meaning behind this, but it's on the bottom right corner of her notepad. It says goodbye halcyon days. I don't know if that means anything or what significance that has, but that's how the episode ends. Okay. We see Ichigo awake from his slumber in the next episode. He immediately takes his bandages off to check and see if his hand still has a fucking hole in it, but it's healed. Good as new. God. He wonders who did this, but then Hizugaya immediately shows up and says, oh, it was probably Orihime. <gasps> Ichigo Kurosaki, please come with me. It's an emergency. They go to Orihime's house because that's where they set up like the fucking the no, Skype TV yeah. so they can talk to the Soul Society. Uh, everybody's there, like Hitsugaya's gang, Rukia, Rinji, and obviously now Ichigo. They get in contact with Ukitake, who says that since he was the last person who saw Orihime, allow him to explain. He explains that two guards came with Orihime through the Senkaimon, and according to them, it's highly likely that Orihime has either been killed or abducted by the Aronkar, so they don't know. It could be either or at this point. Rukia kind of gets a little upset and is like, surely you're just jumping to conclusions at this point. And Ukitake explains that he believes that Orihime was attacked with, uh, attacked by an Aronkar and then disappeared with him. Ichigo refuses to believe that she might be dead or disappeared at this point because he goes to show his right hand and says that Look at his wound. It's been completely healed. It has to have been Orihime, and there's even still traces of Orihime's spiritual pressure on his wrist. Oh, it smells he like He cares. Her. At that point, um, I believe they call him the head captain is what they refer to Captain Commander as. Uh, the head captain appears and says, well, that is most, uh, most unfortunate because if she had been abducted, she would not have been able to have the time to visit you while you slept. Oh, The nice. fact that Orihime had healed your wounds before disappearing means that she had to volunteer to go with the Aronka of her own free will. Yeah, I remember him saying that. Ichigo gets mad and like starts wanting to try to fight with Captain Commander, but Rinji stops him here. And Rinji, being a good fucking guy here, is like, hey, listen, don't make things worse. And Rinji steps forward. He's like, listen, as a member of the advanced troops and as the lieutenant of a squad six, I personally will head over to Huekamudi to bring the traitor Orihime back to her senses. Oh. Captain Commander immediately shuts that shit down and is like, nah, that, that's not happening. He says with his new info that they now know that the Aronkars are ready for battle, Therefore, all the members of the advanced trooper now to return immediately and defend the Soul Society. Rukia asks if that means that Orihime is to be abandoned by them. And he's like, yeah. It's like exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly what that means. They can't risk the safety of the whole world to go chasing after one simple human. Which is totally fucking fair. Honestly. Um, yeah, I believe it. Let her rot. How many shonen have you guys watched where that is the actual premise? And it's you're just, just like, the whole premise. Yeah, yeah. we're just getting over it, man. Yeah. Give us something else. So Rukia says, sorry, head captain. Unfortunately, I cannot follow that order. And <laughs> Yamamoto is like, yeah, unfortunate indeed. I thought this might happen. So I'm glad I had he prepared sends for Byakuya. that. He sends Byakuya and Kenpachi. He yeah. sends both oh, of them. Oh, to, to pick up Yamichika and... Uh... He, he sends them both. And... Uh, They've been ordered to take them back by force, if necessary. Ooh, fuck. Start talking shit right now, boys. Yeah. So Ichigo kind of accepts his losses at that point. He's like, all right, then. 
He's like, in that case, I'm not going to ask Soul Society for help to get Orihime back. But the least you can do is tell me how to get to Huaikumuno. She's still my friend, so I'll go save her myself. Head captain immediately shuts that shit down again. <laughs> yep. And he's like, you must not. We're going to need your help in the upcoming battle, Kurosaki. I will not allow you to plot your own course of action and die for nothing. Stand by until you receive orders and then disconnects. Damn, he straight up dropped the mic. Yeah. Yeah, do you? Okay, so we obviously know Captain Commander knows that they have to, like, help Orihime. Like, he yeah. doesn't want Orihime yeah. dying. So do you think he could have gone about this a better way, though? I feel He's like you playing just... it the safe route, yeah, though. It though. makes no it, sense it to, makes... waste, to send some of your best guys out to save one girl. But you know he, he wants He has them. all of Soul Society to protect. I know. All I know. That's his job. But yeah. you know damn right he wants to go save her, too. Yeah, he would love to. Would. I'm sure if the time he, he could go. To. He probably could. Uh, do you think all, no. Captain Commander could take all of the Espada and Aizen by himself? I was going to ask earlier. Uh, no, not Aizen. Could, and I was thinking the uh, Uruhara, I would give a hell no. Yeah, the ones or, that showed up. Captain though? Commander right, could Sam, possibly do it by brute force. Uh, Sam, pick your Burn uh, all of Waco yeah. Mundo. Pick your team to send. How many people do I get? You get five. Listen, I only need three. All right. I was going to say three. <laughs> three? I only need you three. You got com- Captain Commander. Uh-huh. Okay, well, no. So can I pick anybody even if they've died? Are you going to fucking pick Yuwa? That's not cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> Yuwa's no, no. not even there uh, yet. People we've met up till now. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll let uh, you. Karya. Uh, Karya. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. He's finally in Los Angeles. He's part of it. Um, I'm taking him. We'll, we'll be really cool. We'll have fun. Um, so it's Sam plus three or Sam is It can be Sam three. plus three, yeah. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. So me, Karya. Who would mix well with me and Karya? I feel like Biakia would be a lot of fun, but I don't think I'm I feel not, like I don't he'd know. be annoyed with pick. you guys. You would be the one making jokes the whole time, yeah. and Kari and Biakia are like, what the literal fuck? <laughs> it's like, guys, you might as well talk while we're rocking in the desert, okay? It's like, <laughs> no, you just see, like, oh, bro, Sam. You know how I bro. feel every fucking day in my life. <laughs> I'm not picking Biakia. If I'm going pure force, like, if we're going strike team, like, we're taking out Osama bin Laden, <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> Captain Commander. I'm taking Karia still, obviously. And then I'm probably taking Yoruichi. Oh yeah, she's powerful like, as fuck. If I'm going what fucking, what is her thing again? She's um, she was what like the squ- second squad captain almost. But like what's her bankai? I can't remember. She doesn't have a bankai. She has a form though where she goes like lightning cat yeah. form oh, in yeah. the final arc, and she becomes super op. Nah, so like, if I'm badass. taking like my team that I have right now, we could probably be super stealth. If like if we're going in, the, oh, sorry, so, super so, so stealth. D and D. Cam Commander is in there, and you're going super stealth. I, like you know how you have like the one fighter that's not good at stealth. He, he's that guy. That me. But we would make up. We so would make up with the rest of what it. What you're saying is Kadia can completely hide his presence. Yorichi <laughs> is the fucking captain of She's the assassination squad at one point. You're sp- literally sneaking in to drop a nuke. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what drop we're doing. Drop him. We have a bomb. Boom. It's like in the first Avengers, it's like they think they won. It's like, oh, well, we got a Yamamoto. Uh, <laughs> Dude. I and mean, then he just goes bonkai. Just, oh, someone uh, draw that. That would be good. We can just uh, do it. <laughs> Oh That's basically God. my gameplay. The I would love to see Aizen get fucking uh, hulked. Yeah, yeah. By Yamamoto, just whack. Aizen's like, like he defeats the three, Puny the three of us. Me, Karia, and Yorichi's got us down. He's like, this is who all you guys sent. It's like this clearly is like, no. It's like we got a Yamamoto. <laughs> and then you would be the one. To you just see him come in, and then behind it, behind him, he walks in and goes bonkai, <laughs> tears the shirt. Lord, <laughs> just <yeah>. like, <laughs> Oh, Lord. Like, game over, bitch. <laughs> we should have done this. It's like, just go full Bankai. We're running. <laughs> run, Sam. Run, yeah. run. Well, yeah. Fucking Aizen would turn around. Everyone's like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Yoruichi's just dragging Sam behind. Yeah, seriously. Someone would have to carry me. <laughs> it's like, you, oh, Karya, he could fly. Yeah. Damn, I was going to say, you know who would be great against Aizen? I was going to say Aizen. Yeah, yeah. The he would be Aizen. great. Bring yeah. future Aizen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's but just he trapped in there. He's like, hello there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Hello there, young me. I would love that. That would be the top strike force. You could, would you guys take anybody different? <sighs> Definitely Captain Commander. He's just so strong. Like like we think. talked about last episode, his Bankai is insane. Yeah, he's a fucking amazing. I was going to say, what about uh, Chill Captain? I forgot Kiraku? about him. But he's, but you, I did not his, like his Bankai. His Bankai is not great. I did not like it's his not Bankai. Isn't he just fighting. like he shadow play? Like he gets yeah, he has a bunch of games. So yeah. like his Bankai is, I think he has like it's four a, or five different scenes. And it's like a play. Yeah, it's legit yeah. like and a play. each scene is like a different thing is happening. And then at the very end, he basically just kills you. Because what he does is he ends up inflicting everything bit of damage ever yeah but see like person. if that's happening at some point Aizen could swap out and then like I don't want to be on the receiving end of that that yeah, would be fucked yep. because <laughs> it's too long of a bunker. yeah it's way too long it's a whole setup um who else I Kampachi would have fun but he's not Bankai yet or Shikai yeah, yeah would... but he'd enjoy fighting everybody I don't think he'd die see but I don't know like because spoiler alert for what we're about to talk about at the end they go straight into Huekamuda like yeah. they waste no yeah. time so, but they're not in there for very long, and clearly both Biakia and Kampachi are very strong because if you guys remember, they show up and defeat Yami. Yeah. Oh yeah, they the do. The two of them. So they're incredibly strong already. Yeah. Because it's not like they. So they must have had to train during that one month period. So I bet at the canon time right right now, we don't know that they're that much stronger yet. But I would say at this point in time, like if you're picking a Biakia or, or a Kampachi, they're strong enough to take down Yami. I would but, no, but I and I, that's like number zero Yami. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, and I would all like knowing a thousand year blood war arc, I would say Ukitake is kind of broken as fuck, but he kind of. Yeah, but you got to deal with the coffin and shit. Yeah. yeah. It's coronavirus season. <laughs> yeah. so. Wear your mask, Ukitake. <laughs> it's not very stealthy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is not very stealthy. You could go the not stealthy route, then at that point, you would probably. I still feel like even with the not stealthy route, you wouldn't want to take Impachi because he's good for all of a fight. Yeah, that's true. He, he lets himself, himself get hit, yeah. hit too much. He enjoys it too much. If we're taking on the whole gang, you need somebody who's at least going to be smart and talk Miuri? I hate my area. Like, honestly, if you were going brute force, honestly, Captain Commander, his lieutenant, oh, yeah, would his be lieutenant would amazing. Ask, how broken yeah. is he? Because I don't remember his. His, his Bankai is amazing. Yeah, if we're just going brute force, the two of them would be really good. Then you'd have to fill it out with someone else who also has a really good AoE kind of thing. Just, uh, which might in, be Byakuya. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think Byakuya would be the safe uh, bet on that. Kamamaru? Kamamaru? But he, nah, his no, sucks. His if, sucks. If, uh, if his familiar thing no, takes damage, he takes damage. You have him come in, everyone's like, oh, yo, what the fuck is this big guy? They go He wouldn't last a few seconds. And No, but he would get zeroed up the ass. Yeah. But yeah, actually, he gets hit but, by one Saro. Yeah, he's he fucked. Sucks. But it'd be funny, though. He picks Captain Commander up. He's like, you're fucked, and just launches him at the yeah. castle. Yeah. In his dying breath, he's yeeted them. Uh, yeah. but it, Would then, you take any of the visors in your strike team? No, they're no. useless. I mean, they got Like, wrecked. Shinji could potentially, like, for everybody else except for Aizen, Shinji would be a great pick. Yeah. But if, yeah. if you're doing Strike Force, you get Yuruichi, Shinji, because Kari is fucking useless. I'm talking, when I say Strike Force, it doesn't necessarily have to be stealth. I'm talking you're going into Wipeout, like Extermination yeah. Force. You're wiping out. Fucking mm. everybody that's in Lost Noches. I feel like Mayuri would be pretty Dude, fun for that. I would say Shinji and Captain Commander so yeah. would be broken as fuck because before they could figure out how everything's yeah. backwards, he's already killed them. Yeah. Like Captain yeah. Commander just fucking ends that shit. So I, it, I think Shinji it would be, would be a good synergy team to take Captain Commander, um, Chill Captain, and Ukitake. Oh, that's the three of them together because yeah. they know each other. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and then so you're just like along well. for the ride. <laughs> you're, you're just like. Yeah, Holy shit, it's you like see that? I just like bonk one over the head. It's yeah. like yeah. <laughs> I would. I got number ninety nine, guys. I got number ninety nine. Yeah. 
you guys, good job. It's like when you're being power boosted in an MMO by your friends. And yeah. You're just like in the XP. It's like, yeah. Along that way, though, you have to convince them not it's to like, kill Nell. It's like, oh, Nell. quick, you need to do 5% of the HP to get the XP. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I would crack up because you would be, they were talking like super serious, the three of them, and then Sam's like scavenging clothes. Like, Look, you <laughs> a car, bitch. Yeah. What's up? It's like, yo, this clothing's pretty stylish, dog. <laughs> Sam's going to be like, I like your mask. It's like, when are we going to oh, find no, the taller Ron cars? That's attached to your head. I'm I so heard the sorry. head boss drops my top item. <laughs> <laughs> Sam finds Nell. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, dude. Mm. You're gonna have to uh, convince him not to kill her. I could do that easy. It's She's a little a, kid. Yeah, it's don't kill kid. her. It's ca- Captain Commander. Yeah, he might. That kid's dead yeah. before he even got a chance. But man. I feel like it would be a three v one vote. Donda Chaka yeah. and Pesha the, get wrecked. The other, too. the other two people would want to do it. Do like, you think they would threaten? Captain to fight, Commander? no. Because uh, they didn't, they have threatened I to fight him I think they would. Yeah, I think they would try to stop him, and then he would just eventually agree. Like, like I don't think it would come to the terms of fighting. They're just like, oh, listen, she's just a kid. He'd be like, that's you your really responsibility. Me? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, no, come on, man. Yeah. Like, this this be real. Yeah. All right, what else we got? Sorry, okay. we got like three episodes left. So <laughs> sure. So <laughs> all the Soul Reapers are leaving Orihime's place because they've been taken back by force at this point. Rukia is the last to go. She looks towards Ichigo, and she says. Ichigo and like tries to get like attention, but she just Ichigo just fucking ignores the shit out of her. And oh, then Rukia shoulder. says, I'm sorry, and the gate closes. We see Toski at this point. She's running around town looking for Ohime. We cut back, that's just a quick little scene. We cut back to the visor training ground. They found a strange package outside. It's filled with bandages that have writing on the inside of them. Shinji reads it and says, That guy is an idiot. And then we cut away. And I don't think we ever find out what that was. Huh. But uh, it's, it's heavily implied that Ichigo left some sort of a message for them, probably saying he's leaving, yada, yada. Ichigo's family bla- uh, breaks through Ichigo's door because we now see that Ichigo is kind of chilling back at home, looking all mopey. Is, yep, mopey Ichigo. I, yep, Ichigo is just kind of phased out. They're trying to cheer him up, like, oh, we made all your favorite food. Like, come down and eat. And Ichigo's like, oh, sorry, I'm not hungry. And then they, they leave. Cone even gets his chance and tries to cheer up Ichigo, like try to like get aroused out of him, but it's just not happening. And Ichigo just wants to go to bed. And then we cut to uh, the next day at school. And we see Ichigo's teachers kind of giving him shit for not being in class for so long. It's like, where the fuck have you been? And like, like smacking him over the head. Oh. And Ichigo uh, just doesn't really react unless you do it. So oh. he's just in full mope mode. It's uh, like that walk with Naruto walking yes. back to the village. So I mean, Keigo and uh, Mizuro, I think is his name, try to talk to Ichigo and cheer him up as well because everybody can tell he's in a fucking fucked up mood. They invite him to come see a movie with them on December 5th, which would be the winter time when the fight's supposed to happen. Ichigo looks at it and he's like, oh, yeah, it's like, uh, sounds good. I should be back by then. And oh. then he goes to leave. And by the way, he says that. And Keigo and uh, Mizuru both of me like, wait, by then? Like, what? Oh. Where are you going, bitch? Yeah. Then we see Tatsuki come running out. She calls out to Ichigo. Um, she says, Orihime, she's disappeared. She's not at home or anywhere. Her entire presence has disappeared. Oh, that's right. She can sense spiritual pressure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a real shame that she left notes for people that went back to fucking Soul Society. <laughs> yep. So uh, Tatsuki's like, yeah, it's like, I know you know where she went. Like, admit to me Aww. where she went. Ichigo is like, oh, what do you mean by that? Why would I know? <laughs> Besides, are you even really sure she disappeared? And Tatsuki grabs Ichigo by the collar, and she's like, cut it out. She's like, you've all, she says that she's always been able to sense Orihime, always. Mm. But yesterday she disappeared without a trace, and she demands that Ichigo tell her. But Ichigo sticks with the classic deny-deny-deny method. Mm-hmm. Totsuki is like, listen, I've seen you. I've seen when you wear that black robe and go around fighting monsters. You! And she's like, you and all the others in that strange getup, tell me the truth. What are you trying to hide? Lesbian superpowers are fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. Holy yep. shit. Ichigo is like, listen, it's none of your business. And then Totsuki just fucking sucker punches Ichigo. <laughs> yeah, I do remember she punches him. Since him like, kind of falling backwards, he hits his head against the window and breaks it. Damn. Like, yeah. He, he yeah. got fucking clocked. 
This is the bleach I love. Yeah, and Tatsuki's like yelling at him at this point. It's like, like, what do you think I am? Am I something that even matters to you? It's like, do you consider me a friend? Are you really my friend? It's like, and then we get flashbacks of like a young Tatsuki and Ichigo here because they were friends. Yeah, they've been since friends they since they were very little. Kids, yeah. And she pleads that Ichigo at this point to just cut it out and stop trying to hide things from her. She is, by the way, doing this all in a public high school in the hallway. Oh, yep. Everyone's watching. Because there's a lot of people watching this point. Keigo and Mizuru are still there. Ichigo gets up and says, sorry. Keigo and Mizuru kind of like pull back Tatsuki. And Ichigo says, do yourself a favor and stay away from me. And then he leaves. Tatsuki screams after, screams after him, says, you idiot. And then we cut. It's go. <laughs> yeah. Urahara is hanging outside of his shop at nighttime now. He says, welcome back. I've been waiting for you, Ichigo. See, and then he we knew, see the man Ichigo knew. step yeah. out uh, in, from a little alleyway in his soul reaper form now. Oh, Urhar is like, I knew you would come here because you thought I would know a way to get into Huacamundo. And you would have been correct. <laughs> and I would have loved if Ichigo showed up in like an all black, like super bomb ass, like I'm a outfit. hip teenager. Yeah. Kinda, like hoodie and everything. <laughs> so he invites Ichigo inside. He's like, I've made preparations. They head into the underground part. Urhar says he was afraid that when... Um, that Aizen would go after Orihime's power, so he tried to leave her out of the last battle, oh. but he was too late. And he says, taking her feelings into consideration, it was my mistake to leave her out. He says, I will do anything I can to try to help you. Ichigo is like, are you sure about that? You're going to be going against the Soul Society's decision. And he's like, look, I'm here because I went against the rules in the first place. So we hear uh, someone else off screen. He says, well, you sure are a sad sight, Ichigo. Uryu. And it's everybody's favorite Uryu. He's already uh, there hanging out, full Quincy ooh. outfit, on top of one of the rocks. Ichigo's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, isn't it obvious? We're going to Haikawindo. Hey, it's, like, it's a party. Where's Chad? And then we hear Chad. Yeah. He shows up as well. And Ichigo tries to tell them immediately. He's like, you guys cannot come. You're not strong enough. Good fucking call. I was yeah, just about yeah, to say. So it Chad up. summons his arm and attacks Ichigo at this point. Like, does oh, like a full right. force punch. Ichigo blocks it, so he's still not that strong. That's all I'm saying. And but then Chad's like, "Oh, do you still think I'm not strong enough?" It, yeah, but does he does Chad win a fight in Wekomundo? No, fuck no. Right? Oh, actually, mm, maybe uh, he does win one fight, and then I think he immediately uh, gets wrecked by uh, Noitra. Noitra. No, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it Noitra or is it um, the guy that fights Renji? It's Noitra. It's Noitra because he gets uh, blasted. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So uh, Chad kind of says like, "Don't take this on by yourself. This is what friends are for." Urhar claps and is like, oh, okay, we all ready? We good? And then it, he says, it looks like everybody's ready, and that's where this episode ends. I think this is the last episode we're covering today. We've gone through a fucking lot. If only the four of them went. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been better. We go to outside of Urhar's shop now. We rewind time a little bit, and we see Tatsuki, Keigo, and Mizuro. They followed Ichigo to Urhar's shop, and they're wondering what he could possibly be doing down there. Flashback to school. The three of them are in the nurse's office, kind of taking care of uh, Tatsuki. And Keiko is the one to kind of point this out and says that Ichigo is such a big idiot, and it's so obvious that he's hiding something from them. Mizuru uh, sees Tatsuki kind of looking all sad, and he's like, well, it's like, you want to know what he's doing, right? He's like, I got a plan. And then we cut back, and they basically just fucking followed him here. That's the plan. They're kind of like outside the shop, and they're kind of being like, oh, do we go in? Like, what do we do? And then Keigo starts making fun of Tatsuki and pisses her off, and then she kind of goes back to her normal self. And Keigo's like, oh, good, you're back to your normal self. So Keigo is a very good guy. That's all I wanted to get with that. Tatsuki eventually is like, yeah, we're going in there. And the three of them start to go forward. Back down to Urahara. He's setting up the gate to Wekamundo, which is basically just like two giant planks of wood inside of like two uh, mountains that yeah. he has in his underground yeah. thing. I remember that. 
And he says a chant, and then it tears open a hole, just like the ones that all the Arankars come out. The Garganta. Yep, he explains it's called a Garganta. Yeah, Garganta. Uh, there is no solid ground beyond this point, only a chaos of Reishi, and each of you must make your own path on this Reishi to go towards the darkness, and you will arrive at Hueco Mundo. Ichigo is like, okay. And he tells Kisuke, he's like, can you let my family know I'm all right? Tell them not to worry and I can take care of myself. Kisuke is like, well, what about your friends? And Urahara and Ichigo is like, when I come home, I will apologize to them. And Urahara is like, okay, good. And then they all head through the Garganta. We stick with Urahara even after the gate closes. And he says, well, there they go. Why don't you three come out now? And then we see Keigo and company appear from behind a rock. Urahara says that he's known that they were there the whole time. Ever since they originally started following Ichigo. So he left the store unlocked for them. Oh, what a good guy. And he does do like a final little narration. And he says, Ichigo, I can't believe how naive that boy can be. He thinks that friendship is a thing that you can just end by being cold to everybody. And he's like, well, time waits for no man. Time to get back to work. And then we cut now to Orihime. We see her arriving in Las Noches in front of Aizen. Aizen immediately asks if she would be so kind as to show everybody her power. Orihime's wonders... Uh, kind of what that was we get to see the classic kind of like reishi they're like the spiritual pressure kind of shake and she says it felt as if her strength was being sucked out of her body aizen i don't know if this was aizen doing that if that was maybe loopy because aizen here says it seems that there are people who would much prefer that i had not brought you here to huecamundo isn't that right loopy so i think uh, that maybe loopy released a little bit of a spiritual pressure and like kind of intimidate like, yeah uh, Loopy is me like, well, yes, of course I don't like it. It's like our battles mean nothing. We just we were just a diversion to get this girl. And he's like, frankly, it only makes me disgusted with her. And Aizen goes, it was shocking. I was surprised to see you beaten so severely. <gasps> yeah. And then Aizen goes, oh, I know what we should do. Or he may demonstrate the strength of your power for us. I want you to heal Grimja's left arm. Oh. Loopy gets a little defensive about this. Like, no, it's impossible. Like, his arm got turned to ashes. Like, how is she going to heal something that doesn't even exist? She's not a god. Then Orihime goes over, says Satin Keshu, I reject, and begins restoring Grimjo's arm back. Ye- the whole time, Loopy is just, like, fucking shit-talking the shit out of her. It's like, no, it's impossible. Like, she can't do that. Dumb and bitch. Uh, then his arm's back. Aizen, at this point, explains. He says, you don't understand. Okiora thinks it's temporal or spatial regression. And Loopy's looking really shook during this whole thing. Aizen continues on saying, it's neither one. It rejects all forms of phenomenon. Her power limits, rejects, and negates what has happened in an object. She has the power to return things to the state they existed before events change them. It exceeds temporal or spatial regression. Effortless, effortless, oh, sorry, I'm having a stroke. Effortlessly, <laughs> it overcomes the limits of all established phenomenon. It knows no borders or barriers. In fact, it oversteps the limitations set by gods. Damn. Wow. Or so, OP. Aizen is loving this power. He's like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, how I yeah. do my research papers, too. <laughs> Loopy is in super shock as this narration is going on. Grimjo uh, now has his arm back. He says, hey, girl, come heal one more thing. And he points to the scar on his back, yeah. number six. And Loopy's like, what do you think you're doing, Grimjo? And then Grimjo just, like, fucking punctures Loopy yes. right through his stomach. Says, your days are done. Goodbye, X number six. And then Sarah's him right in the face. So third time's the charm for Sarahing somebody in the mm-hmm. face, in case you ever Beautiful. wanted to know. And it pretty much just disintegrates Loopy's upper body. Like, he's done. Oh. Goodbye, Loopy. Then Grimjo begins to just laugh completely maniacally, saying he's back. And then we cut to Ichigo and the gang running through the darkness that is the Garganta. Uh, Ichigo says he talked about making a path through race. He's referring to Urahara. 
He's like, he talked about making a path through Reishi as if it was so easy, but I'm terrible with things like this because his path is all like wobbly yeah, and shit. Yeah, it's all wonky. Chad is basically just following behind Ichigo on Ichigo's path, and he almost falls off into the darkness and has to hang onto the ledge. Ichigo apologizes, and then Ishida just comes like fucking silver surfering. Yeah. Up. <laughs> and he's like, wow, I was like, how pathetic. And Ichigo <laughs> gets mad. Ishida is like, your inability to use spirit energy means you wouldn't be able to use this method that I'm using. Chad finally gets back up and asks the question that everybody was waiting to know. He had heard from Urahara about his deal with his dad, which was if he got his powers back, he would promise never to help or work with anybody who associates with Soul Reapers ever again. So Chad says, uh, why are you here at that point? Which we get a flashback time. We see Uryu. He's out of breath laying inside of the uh, Quincy training grounds, we'll just call him. And then a the hole basement. opens up in the wall next to him. And we see Urahara. He's like, hello. He's <laughs> like, it's a... <laughs> He looks around, notes that his dad isn't here, and he says, I'm in luck then. So he wasn't ho- hoping to see his dad either. He uh, lets Ishida know. He's like, listen, Orihime's been abducted by the Arankars. Or to be more accurate, they did it on Aizen's command. Ichigo is probably going to try to save her by her- himself, and I highly suspect that he will come to find me tonight seeking a way into Hekamundo. Aww. What a guy. Ishida tells him to leave and says that he can't involve himself with Soul Reaper, so please go now. And if Orihime needs saving, he can do it by himself. Because there's kind of been this undertone throughout the whole series where, like, they kind of make you think Ishida likes Orihime. Aww. And it's like a whole like, back and like, forth thing. Oohs. Yeah. Aww. So uh, then Ishida stops and says, wait a minute, by himself? And Uhura's like, yeah, the Soul Society is having nothing to do with this incident. Ichigo made the decision to head into enemy territory completely by himself. And then here we are. Ishida says that because he's a substitute Soul Reaper, furthermore, you've been abandoned by the Soul Society. Which, in other words, means you're neither a Soul Reaper or one of their associates, so it doesn't go against my contract. They continue on running, and we see Uryu's dad this time return to the training facility, and uh, he finds a note folded up there. Then we hear a, hey, looks like Uryu ran away, doesn't it? And it's Ishin. He's there as well. (laughs) Uryu's dad is like, how did you get in here, Ishin? And Ishin just ignores it, like, oh, what's this? And, like, in all the years I've known you, you've never called me that. So, like, Aww. referring to his first name. Uh, at this point, Uryu's dad turns around, and he sees that Ishin is in Soul Society, or a Soul Reaper garb. <gasps> Form, yeah. And he says, that attire, have you gotten all of your power back? And Ishin's like, yeah, pretty much. It's like, so, at this point, Ishin is pretty much good to go. Like, he's full power at this point. Ishin asks if he's going to be reading the letter, and Uryu's like, nah, I already know what it's going to say. What's, what's the point? Ishin is like, oh, so you wanted him to go? Then it's like you the whole time. And Uryu said, listen, I brought back his Quincy's power, his Quincy powers. What he does is up to him. Whether he uses them or suppresses them, it doesn't really matter if he lives or dies. Damn. Ishin, That's a true dad right there. Yeah, well, Ishin's like, wow, what a horrible father. Oh. And Uryu's dad snaps back immediately. He's like, well, I'm a great improvement over you. Yeah. And Ishin just sits down. He's like, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. So we cut and to Orihime, who they're is They're both in. doctors, technically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says one is much more of like a corporate doctor, yeah, yeah, and the yeah, other, he's like a oh, med- like a low medical doctor. He's like what I, what I would refer to, um, what's her face? Um, from Kill a Kill, yeah. the family she's staying yeah, at. The yeah, back alley yeah. the back alley yeah. doctor. So we cut back to Orihime, who she's in her cell now, where she gets to remain for most of the, her time in Las Noches, and she's having regrets over having come here. She's wondering if the battle has gotten much worse because she healed Grimjo. So it's like, ooh, maybe I fucked that up. But then she eventually steads herself, and she's like, no. Right now, I have to make sure they think I'm of use to them no matter what, at least until everyone is prepared to the battle. So she's planning the stall. She's like, yeah. I'm going to try and stay alive. I'm going to stall them out until winter comes by and everybody's prepared, and then they'll get fucked. What if What if she got super <clears> close, <throat> became like the left hand of Aizen, 
and just one day I rejected his existence. I don't think um, so. I don't think she has that. Like, you, so you, you think you she couldn't fucking just say I reject. It doesn't go that it. fast. So. Yeah. Uh, but what if she trains? I don't mm. think they'd train her because she like, has her attack power and then she has her healing power. And I think shield. it would be quite a long time to reverse somebody out of existence. Uh, okay. Especially someone who was a soul reaper that lives years and years and years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> true. That'd be a long time. <laughs> you think, uh, what do you think? He's closer to death or bird? <laughs> fuck. Yeah. yeah. Does he have a fast forward button? <laughs> it's like just. Uh, but they say it transcends time, so she could just like yeet. If she was probably. Yeah, but enough, she's never maybe, done yeah. anything that far back. So it's like. I feel if they has she ever even reversed anything further than like like a week's time? I don't think so. You think of a time she's done a week? It's always only uh, ever. Well, Well, I guess the Grimjo arm arm was a while. It was over a month. Yeah, that was a while back. I I feel like they do it for drama to make it seem like it takes a longer process. But I feel like if they made a perfect character, she would be able to fucking do it immediately. Nah, disagree. Okay. So she's sitting in her cell and she's saying that she's just gonna stall. And then we get that giant sense of spiritual pressure thing, just completely shaking Las Noches. We cut to Aizen, who he's feeling it as well, and he smiles and says, they're here. Hey. And that's where it ends. That's the last episode we get. So the boys have officially in- entered Huecomundo. They are going to try to storm Las Noches, and that's pretty much where we're at. Do you so, think that's their spiritual pressure, though? Because I can't remember. I would imagine, because uh, they... So it could be, it could not be, because Ichigo famously is not good at hiding spiritual pressure. Like, oh, he just kind of true. lets it overflow, like, constantly, because he's a dummy. Yeah. Um, but it could also be, like, I don't know, spiritual pressure of the gate opening. Like, maybe they're like, mm. oh, someone just forcefully opened a Garganta. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because uh, I have a hard time believing that the three of them would give off that much spiritual pressure. Yeah, and, you know, Captain Commander's not there. Yeah, so, so it could be, like, a thing, like, oh, it's, like, Urahara just, like, fucking brute-forced a gate, and, like, here it oh, okay. is. But yeah, they they sense that they're there. So we go into filler soon, right? We do. We so uh, last episode, I said we were coming up to ten episodes of filler, which is not the case. There's only three oh. coming up, and it is the forest episodes, 100. percent It has to be oh. the forest episodes because it happens right when they enter. So I think the next few episodes coming up, what we have to look forward to is they meet Nell, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, I don't know what order it happens in, but they meet Nell, and then they go down in the forest and meet that uh, Soul Reaper that's been hanging out in yeah. Window. What happens after that? I don't remember. So they obviously make it to Las Noches at one point, and uh, they, they start break, fighting the. They break in through the the guys before. Hey, when does Rukia and Rinji show up? I'm pretty sure they show up right when they storm the castle. After they meet now. Hmm. It has to be after it has like to be Don after Panini. It has to, yeah, it has to be after they meet now. Which is, is it after Don Panini? I feel like because they like uh, Rinji and Rukia fight. That's only probably inside, accurate. Right? That's yeah. probably accurate. Yeah. Yeah, because. Uh, Rukia fights number nine, and then right after that, Byakuya comes in and fights number seven, and then I don't remember because Renji, Renji and Ishida team up. Yeah, and they're taking on number yeah. ten, the no. science guy, number eight. Yeah, yeah, the weird guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's some spacing that happens there, but it, it's starting to get really good, and it does look like I was kind of ch- checking out like what the fillers were. There are a lot of fillers that like start popping up or like. We have another filler arc coming up soon, which is like really? a solid probably like 15, maybe 20 episodes coming up. What's, uh, so when does the Zanpakuto arc come Not in? for a long time. That's, that's, they're like, in the, that's town. like the last arc. Yeah. The last filler, the last arc? filler arc. Yeah. yeah so it, it is before fake Karakura Town? It's it might right be right in, in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, it'd be me- Dude. They, they do some stupid shit where they're like, well, this reminds me of a tale of a different time or something. Yeah, they do like do that. that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. They do do that. Oh, that's bullshit. That is bullshit. Yeah. I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, so there's, we're in the good bits, 
but there I'm is coming in, man. quite a few filler episodes that uh start popping up randomly do you think the rest of the fillers have more of an arc though because i feel like the zombies i know for yeah, a fact they, they, they do, they do. yeah they but okay so there's not but more... i don't think any of them not even the zombie rebellion thing i don't think any of them are as long as the bounty arc yeah oh i think the bounty arc dude is the, the bounty arc line. is starting to feel less and less like a fucking <laughs> filler and more like um <laughs> actual arc. it feels like because there's a character that remains so i i left out a lot in this one but the mod souls are very much in all, a lot of scenes, really, in the episodes that we watch, but they're always with like Urahara. Yeah, or they're they're, the they're hanging out right? with the Urahara shop constantly, but they have lines and stuff. Like when they're opening the gate to the Garganta, um, Tessai like moves them back. He's like, "Yeah, listen, you guys, you move back." Like, come on. Okay, I like Tessai. Tessai, yeah, he's fun. great. And they were also like when uh, Rinji and Chad stay behind. They were like all giving Rinji a special mod soul massage where they were like f- like fixing his muscles. <laughs> and then it was funny the end scene on that one. Um, it was Rinji and the mod souls, and they were like. Just now for fourteen ninety nine, you can get your own mod soul <laughs> massage. massage. And then Rinji's like, "Let me tell you, it heals all of your muscles." <laughs> Rookie's like, "What are you doing?" It's like, "Well, they help me out, so I gotta, I gotta like, I gotta help <laughs> them gotta out." Help them out. Like good guy, Rinji. Oh. Yeah, it was really good. I like the mod souls for comedy; they're very good, and they do a good job of like, they, I don't know, it's gonna make it sound like they don't do a good job, but they don't inf- infect the story at all. Like, they do a good job of like, hey, look, oh, the mod yeah, souls are I here. Mean, yeah. They're like, they have funny quips and stuff. But you would never know. Like, if you were watching the anime for the first time and had no idea that was filler, you would just assume they were there the oh, whole gotcha. time. Because yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, they're there when they're opening the gate. But let's move them back. It's I like, guess they're uh, like Ududu and Jinta. Yes, they're, just they're there. very much. They're basically Ududu and Jinta times, the, you know, plus three. Plus yeah. three, yeah. So, but they do a good job with them. They, you, you barely notice. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, that does feel like the Bount arc isn't so much filler. It's just yeah. a different arc. And they were like, it was so bad and everyone hated it. We called it a filler. Because I feel like for the first arc, like the first filler arc, they were like, hey, let's try and make this as seamless as possible. Like they really tried. It, it makes sense. So they had to work with what they had. Uh, but then for like the filler arcs coming up, they very much are like, yeah, this is just a, a filler. A arc. little like, thing on the Like side, we're not yeah. going to come back to this. Here you go. Gotcha. Enjoy. So you think it was intentionally a filler, but they tried to keep stuff Yeah, because from it. I think they gave it the old college try for the first mm-hmm. one. Like, we're going to put our, our, our earnest work in this. Like oh, We don't people, want it to be a like, filler. People hated this. Like, oh, yeah. shit. So then now they're like, we're just going to do full-on filler where it's like, you'll never have to hear about it again. Here's a nice story, and we'll move on. Gotcha. Okay, well, let's call it there because my voice is getting all rattly. That was Bleach Boys number nine. We're officially in Huecamundo. We have not reached Las Noches yet because we got to go oh, underneath the start, sand. Captain, I'm coming in. <laughs> okay, so they will be joining for the rewatch. Oh, man, it's uh, the good shit is coming. So stay tuned. Be sure to leave a like and subscribe if you watch this on YouTube. If you're listening to us on any of the other platforms, be sure to leave us rating five stars, of course, because why not? And then leave us a good review, and we will see you guys next Wednesday for another episode. Thanks for watching. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.